hey guys how are you guys doing it's mona k and welcome to anchored it's the last day of february guys and i can't believe it's already two months and this also means that we are on the last um episode of the foundation series and that's going to be just closing what we've been speaking on since january um since january we've been speaking on uh the foundation series the things that you need to to have in order so that your foundation uh, your foundational relationship with god is strong and set before you can just go out and conquer this 2019 this year and we spoke on prayer we spoke on worship we spoke on um reading your bible and stuff like that and one of the things that we also need in that mix in order to cement everything is forgiveness i know it sounds weird but I was reading the Bible this morning and it really hit home that one of the most major things, the most fundamental things that we need uh, in our Christian walk is the belief in forgiveness, the acceptance, the the proper embracing of the fact that you have been forgiven. So today I'm going to be speaking on sin and forgiveness. So let's go right into it, guys. Hey guys, so like I mentioned, something hit home today as I was reading the Bible this morning. Um, Like I mentioned, I tried to be a transformational reader, but hey, reading the Bible for the past, I think I've missed reading the Bible for the past 18 days due to sleepiness, laziness, um, just getting overly busy and yeah, it was just troubling. But I managed to get in some reading today. I read Deuteronomy 11, 12, and 13. Whenever I read the whenever I read the Bible, I try as much as I can to maybe do three chapters a day. Um, so while I was reading the Bible, I was overwhelmed by um, Deuteronomy 11, verse 27. I'm just going to read it to you from the CEV. Um, it says, um, "Today I'm giving you His laws, and if you obey Him, He will bless you." And I was like, what? Uh, okay. This is Moses. He was speaking to he was speaking to the Israelites, right? Um, the, the modern the modern day um, the Christian standard Bible says there will be a blessing if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today. And of course, the message says the blessing if you listen obediently to the commandments of God your God, which I command you today. And the ever regal and polite King James Version says a blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you to this day. And what this verse was saying to me was you can only get a blessing if you choose to obey him if you an obedience follows up with a blessing and and that is sort of preceded by 11 22 to 25 which i'm just going to quickly run through um it says love the lord your god faithfully and obey all the laws and teachings i'm giving you today if you live the way the lord wants he will help you take the land and even though the nations there are more powerful than you the lord will force them to leave when you attack you will capture the land everywhere you go, from southern desert to Lebanon mountains, and from the Euphrates River west to the Mediterranean Sea. No one will be able to stand up to you. The Lord will make everyone terrified of you, just as he promised. Now, this is victory certain. This is victory promise. This is you going forth and taking whatever it is that you have been promised by God, and him fighting the wars for you, him making everyone so scared of the fact that you are this 
boss business mogul who wants to take over the I don't, real estate um, industry. And I was thinking, this everything that is promised has a precedence. You have to obey all his command, commands and laws. Now, which commands and laws is he referring to? I mean, Leviticus is full of God's laws and and um, the nitty-gritties, but the major ones were the Ten Commandments, of course. Thou shalt not lie, no other God. Um, thou shalt not covet, do not steal, do not murder, um, do not make an idol. I'm a jealous God. You know, the Ten Commandments, right? And then it, it hit me and I was like, um, okay, so follow all the commandments and the laws be good so that i can prosper i can i can win i can conquer and that shook me because just the 10 commandments alone are hard for me okay i can't just go a day without breaking at least one of the commandments does this mean that um i'm not getting blessed because i'm not obeying god's commands Hmm? so i was like "Ah, you know what Wow, I'm not that bad. You know, this is me trying to console myself, right? And then, and then uh, the scariest verse in the Bible then just popped up to me, um, which says, um, you know, the scariest verse that says that um, what you think you've already done it. Um, that's Matthew five. Come on, Matthew. That's Matthew five. Matthew five, verse twenty-seven to twenty-eight. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go read it for you just now. It said what? Matthew five. Just hold on, guys. Okay, I'm just I'm using my, my phone app today. Don't have my Bible near me. Uh, Matthew 5, verse 27, 27 to 28. And this is Jesus, and he was saying, um, 27 to 28. Wow, this phone is just doing whatever it wants, huh? Okay, 27. Here we are, 25. 26 27 you know the commandment says be faithful in marriage but i tell you if you look at another woman and want her you are already unfaithful in your thoughts and most scholars believe that this doesn't only pertain to marriage and lust that this also refers to any other potential sin that you are able to do and um so what this verse basically is saying is that if you look at a person and say oh they're attractive that's not really a sin right you know like it's not you, a person is attractive that's a fact to you but if you then intentionally um go about thinking and daydreaming of of having um sex with this person of kissing them of how it might feel and you have this whole relationship built up in your head now you're sinning and remember this is all just in your head right now it's not even like you are actually doing it you're actually fornicating with this person you it's just in your head you've already sinned if you're lost you have already been unfaithful and so i feel like most scholars say that this then um translates to any other scene if you know thinking that oh that girl has really nice hair that's not coveting right but then if you start thinking dating like you know what that hair would suit me so much better than her i should take it i should take it and make it be mine oh her her boyfriend is so nice to her i should i should i wonder what it would be like if i'm dating him or if you've got anger issues and you start saying man if i get home and that person has just eaten that last piece of chicken again i am going to just grab him and put him on the wall and just beat him to a pulp 
ah uh, guess what you've just did you've just beaten up your person you've just murdered you've just stolen all in your head by the way james 1 14 to 15 says we are tempted by our own desires that drag us off and trap us our desires make us sin and when sin is finished with us it leaves us dead um of course i need to compare this with um, the king james version right because he sort of like just brings out to the rife. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived, it is bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. Amplified says, each one is tempted when he is dragged away and enticed, baited to commit sin by his own worldly desire, lust, passion, right? Then when the illicit desire has conceived, remember it's now a thought, you direct on your emotions lead you to thought and then thought is conceived into the actual sin and then when sin comes through of course the wages of sin is death what are we saying i'm saying that in as much as we'd like to think that we are not sitting on a day-to-day basis because you haven't outwardly lied you haven't outwardly killed someone you haven't outwardly if you're a girl you haven't outwardly slept with a girl um, physically that doesn't mean if it's not going on in your head that it hasn't happened remember how a man thinketh so is he right so we also need to be careful of not only the physical things that we are doing but remember that um, acting out on a sin is just basically showing God and the rest of the world that you've been sinning inwardly already so you sin by dwelling on something that God has said don't dwell on in your head psychologically you know you know even if that's that's what this whole new age um thing is based on they tell you the more you think about success success is going to come to you you're going to become successful it's because the more you think these things then form behavioral patterns behavioral patterns became an actual behavior and action so if you're constantly thinking of exercising one of those days you're gonna wake up and run uh, that one guys i don't really think so because yeah me and exercising <laughs> okay so now that uh, I, I i i realize the gravity of my scene like if i lived in the olden days with the israelites in the desert man i would have been one of those first people to just get swallowed up by the ground because oh boy oh boy those guys had a tough job they did not have grace at all i mean god was just smiting people left right and center because they were not listening and now i feel like we live in an age where people just have sort of like this license to sin because we have grace and um, punishment doesn't really come there and then um but they oh of course there are some sins that have um, repercussions like premarital sex you have you could have a baby you could have um some nasty sdi you could have you know like weird stuff could happen to you you know you know you have all of the soul ties and stuff like that those are the consequences of sin but i'm saying sometimes we don't have like direct punishment from god for straying we don't have direct punishment from we don't have direct curses from god for straying and this is what used to happen in the old testament if you sinned and even in the new testament if you sinned against god god was reacting swiftly right there and then he wasn't he was like on site okay on site if i see you sinning it's on it's going down right there and then remember ananias and Sapphira? they just decided to lie like in they thought and discussed and the moment they made it into like reality the, the moment they made it action um they were just struck down died just like that they just fell crumpled hip people are dead 
okay you know what i'm saying like israelites would would sin and the whole lot of them the whole lot of them would just been gone boom exile just just go my god was giving them like a promised land time out now imagine you have reached your promised land and each time you sin god would take you out from that promised land imagine how many times that would happen in your life you have the perfect job and then you sin and then you know you just get suspended just imagine what a mess that would be but then you know you know that's when um forgiveness comes in and and um grace so i, I heard the story that i'm just going to share with you guys about what grace is um, um grace is like the story of um a truant child you know we all have that one person at school who was the worst child ever who knew the principal's office more than the principal himself and this guy brought, gets brought into the principal's office and he's speaking and speaking and speaking and um you know the teacher uh, the, the principal asks him the headmaster asks him um did you really have a fight with mona and then he says yeah i did what about it what you gonna do about it you're gonna beat me up once again Ugh, i don't even mind just beat me up so that i can go and the, his teacher is standing right there and the principal says no i'm not i'm not actually going to punish you i'm not going to give you uh, a hole to dig then you fill it up i'm not going to beat you up i'm not even gonna do that and then the child goes what but what i did is wrong why why, why won't you do that and then the the principal says because I want you to see this and then the principal takes off his belt and the teacher stands up and the principal he's the teacher and the child is just there like oh, but why are you hitting the teacher i'm the one who did this i'm the one who, who who deserves to get bitten why are you putting my punishment on someone else i don't deserve me just working out of this um office without at least a suspension or something and then the, the, the principal goes just go Whatever you do from now on, I'm not even because the teacher has taken the brunt of this for you. And that's basically what happened. Now it's grace. It's a gift of unmerited favor. You didn't work for it. You didn't earn it, even though you deserved it to the maximum. And someone just takes that that punishment for you. That's that's love at its highest. That's love at its maximum. And of course, in the scenario, you being the sinner, the principal being God and the teacher being Jesus. So I'm like, okay, what now? You know, so, so I, we've established that I'm, I'm a whole sinner. I, I seen almost, you know, daily on like clockwork and just making God sad every the five minutes or so, you know, like just breaking God's heart and um, forgiveness, forgiveness. Yes, you're speaking on forgiveness. I'm sorry, guys, I get sidetracked when something good, when the Holy Spirit just goes like, ooh, 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 speak, speak about this, speak about this. So we can't claim to be without sin. If we do that, we deceive ourselves. If we claim that we have not sinned and we also make God to be a liar. But if you confess our sins, he is faithful and just and he will forgive us of our sins. That first John um, 8 to 10. So, of course, the first thing that we need to do is to confess our sin. Just reflect and and ask for forgiveness. There's, of course, people, you know, guys, the whole stop and repent thing. Like you stop, you turn away, and then you stop doing it. You know, pastors love that. You know, just if you're sinning, what you need to do is to stop and repent. By stop and repent, I mean you need to stop, turn about, and walk towards Jesus. Okay, but what does that mean exactly? Okay, and it all comes down to 
the intentions of your heart because we already know that you've already been forgiven no matter the sin that you're going to do five minutes from listening to this podcast has already been forgiven when jesus christ died on that cross for you it was already done it's a done deal it's like getting into a shop and hearing that your bill has been paid for no matter what you're going to pick and pick and pay the bill has already been paid for so no matter what type of sin you're going to do you have already been forgiven but because we're human and our heart is wicked beyond belief we are of course going to sin continually sometimes not sometimes intentionally sometimes we try to scam god sometimes sometimes we try to blackmail god you know those prayers that oh father god just forgive me for i've sinned but you went into the sin knowingly you went you went and you 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 intentionally wore that sexy lingerie because you knew he was gonna get some today you intentionally went and hid in that man's closet so that you can go and steal um his money as soon as you walked out of the office you went and you intentionally lied to your mom about what you're going to be doing this weekend because you knew you premeditated you know premeditated premeditated sins and then you have sins that you know just happen because you know you're not that strong yet in christ right but anyway what am i trying to say i'm trying to say what matters is not that you continually continue to sin what's important is that you need to check your heart i know i've been saying this since january but guys it is really important to realize that in as much as we have already been forgiven there comes a time when you need to stop milking the tree of forgiveness and start working on your heart intentions i read a, a quote by a, a, a lady on the internet um rebecca t and this is what she says the question of sin is not if it happens again but what is your intention if you seek for forgiveness and do not intend to keep repeating the same sin then god forgives you but if you seek for forgiveness and you intend to keep repeating the same sin then your heart is not in the correct place God forgives even if you do intentionally scam him <laughs> into forgiving you cuz remember God looks at the heart guys right so if you ask for forgiveness but don't intend to stop then your heart is not in the right place instead if you want to quit the sin you're committing but don't think you can cuz sometimes you are addicted to this stuff sometimes uh, you are not fully yet renewed the, your mind and your body and your flesh have not been entirely renewed and parts of you still want to do it you should ask god to help you curb your desire for the sin cuz i know i know i know people who who still want to indulge in a little bit of you know something something cuz it's not because they don't know it's a sin but because they are still entrenched or don't realize that they are free cuz sometimes you know when people say when you when when you give your life to Christ you're free and who the son has set free is free indeed right but sometimes you stay in the same place cuz you don't realize that you've been set free so addiction then keeps holding you cuz you think you are not empowered enough to to walk away and then there are things that are physiological if you're you are addicted to pornography that prayer alone is not going to help you're going to need some physical steps if you're addicted to alcohol prayer alone is not going to flush out the drugs from your system you're going to need some physical help so um but you also need to pray 
that God curbs your desire for the sin and then couple it up with actual physical steps. Because um, I feel like sometimes Christians, we make this grievous mistake of making everything spiritual, forgetting that we are three parts. We are spirit, we are spirit soul, and human. We are also physical, which means sometimes you need, um, you need solutions that are also three part you need a, a spiritual soulful and physical solution to whatever problem you have um if you truly seek for forgiveness and you try to do better not just to appease your guilty conscience so that you can keep sinning without consequence we are humans of course it means we are flawed you will sin again everybody does but then we need to realize that god humbled himself and became man so that he could understand temptation to sin and what it means to be human he died so that the consequences of sin we commit are already paid for so your intent is key your intent when you have sinned is key god is not looking at what you have done he's not looking that you have lied he's not looking at that you have committed adultery he's not looking at the fact that you have an idol he is looking into your heart to see if you are really seeking him and not trying to scam him. He's looking at your intention. It, with what intention have you done what you've done? Paul, try to, you know, we try to fool God sometimes so that we can do what you want. We're like, God, I, I lied, you know. So you, you, we do things ritualistically so that we can um, soothe our own guilty conscience of having sinned. And then you feel like, oh, okay, I've been forgiven. And you go along your merry way. But... God understands that sin is a part of life. You are going to fall because you're not, in as much as you want to be, we are not perfect, guys. Okay? It's what He desires from you is that your heart be intentionally desirous to be better in return for the grace and mercy that He has given you. Your heart needs to be intentionally desirous of being better than you are. So if you're waking up every day and you're trying to stop the drug use, if you're trying, you are wholeheartedly trying and you're seeking him wholeheartedly, then I feel like he forgives you. And of course, being God, he's going to just love you the same way that he was doing yesterday before you did it again. So we need to, what we need to realize as, as as humans is that sometimes we give we we draw ourselves back from a relationship with God because we keep having these flashbacks of the times we have sinned and we we low key believe that we haven't really been forgiven. You know, sometimes you're like, uh, have I have I not have I have I not been forgiven? Have I been forgiven? Have I not? I don't think God has the capacity to forgive me for this. But what we don't realize is, um. Jesus told Peter to forgive 70 times 7. That's a lot. I don't even want to work the math. He was instructing a human. How, how what capacity does God have? I, I try to believe that God has an even larger capacity to be able to forgive you for everything that you have done consistent, consistently, constantly, consistently, consistently, constantly, consistently, <laughs> consistently to forgive you for everything that you have um, constantly done so at the end of the day it's not about him forgiving you he's already done that but it's about you accepting the fact that you have been forgiven and that you are free to walk away from the temptation and the sin that constantly holds you back what holds us back most of the times is the fact that you think that forgiveness hasn't really been given and in the end we hurt ourselves and we 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 are stuck in some of these things and the devil just loves it when you are stuck um when you're stuck in that 
so yes that was that so what i took from from my walk in my in my own um shameful nature as a sinner is that i need to accept the fact that i've been forgiven in that my doings my works have not have not in any way things have changed i i don't in any way deserve to have blessings of deuteronomy 22 to 25 but god is going to give them to me anyway I still need to renew myself and better myself and try to keep all these commandments and laws but they are no longer a prerequisite for me to be blessed he's going to bless me anyway because i've accepted jesus christ as my lord and savior christ abounds in me and since christ was like all things good i'm like hey i'm just think of the fact that you know you have the vip pass because you know christ that's the thing everything is yours everything that was promised is christ and if you have christ in you you can do all things the christ who strengthens you that has been my word of today and i i really hope um next week we're going to do something exciting i'm already thinking of doing um someone asked me um last week at church like is it biblical to forgive and forget so i'm really excited i might do that one and or i might do an extension of grace or if you have a question you can hit me up on any of my social media you can find me on twitter mona kechi chateau on instagram mona kechi chateau on uh, facebook mona kechi chateau on whatsapp 0774-329-708 send in your questions and i will gladly draw through old testament psalms songs of solomon um the prophets <laughs> and the new testament for you just to find the answers um thank you so much god bless i love you guys bye